welcome to Creative Block. We're your host, Jean. And V, we interview people in the animation industry about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We ask people on Twitter if they had specific topics they want us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Cheyenne Curtis. Hey! Hi! Hi! I've said that a million times, and I don't know why that, that, that time. <laughs> it's the burrito. It's the it's burrito your- I just had. I'm burrito <laughs> drunk. Hi, Cheyenne. Hi. <laughs> you know, you two have really nice radio voices, I gotta say. I mean, we keep hearing that a lot. That's, yeah. that's really nice of you to say. It's, I feel like I Jean really does. I feel like for me, I need a better mic, and then I'll have the DJ voice. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the mic is a lot to do with it, and and uh, you just gotta know you gotta know how to use it. You gotta get real close to it. Well, you yeah, you have you have the voice that what's it called like the vocal fry whatever. The vocal fry, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's you, you do enough voice acting and stuff, and you just kind of know how to how to speak into a mic to make it sound. Oh my make god. It sound real nice and nice and relaxing. Hey Cheyenne. Uh, oh. Tell us, tell us who you are and what you I do. I hate this. You have to stop this. <laughs> okay, tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, hi, I'm Cheyenne Curtis. I'm a um, storyboard supervisor and character designer. I've uh, been working in the industry for about like eight, nine-ish years, I think. Uh, moved here from Montreal, right to LA, uh, to work in this amazing industry, and. Um, I've been pitching a lot of shows. I do that. And let's see what else that you haven't said yet. Yeah, I just, I've worked at, you know, all the major TV studios. I haven't worked in feature before. I'm more of like a TV kind of gal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's my uh, whole life. That was, that was great. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it. <laughs> uh, do you, do you want to, like, are you interested in um, working in feature? I don't know. I've it's hard to say because I've never done it, and like I only have like a handful of friends that have worked in feature, and it seems really cool, like really cool parties and perks and stuff. Um, mm. But I like the the fast pace of TV. I I like that it's like go go go, get your stories out there, and things end up yeah. on TV that like you like and you don't like, and it's out there. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I'd have the patience to work in feature. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's a different yeah. beast I, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's um, relatable. <laughs> Let's take it back to little Cheyenne and tell us kind of how you got your start uh, with art and getting into animation and all that good stuff. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, little baby me drew a lot, watched a lot of cartoons, uh, like most young artists. And I wasn't really good at anything else, you know, like I'd always be like really bad at math and science and everything in school, but like art wise they i'd be like oh look like my art's on the wall again yay (laughs) so um you know that kind of gave me some like perspective on being like okay like like i'm good at one thing uh not so good at school but this is something um and then I went to, in in Canada, it's like, we have high school, not in Canada, in Montreal specifically, we have like high mm-hmm. school and then CGEP for two years after high school before you go to university, oh. which is like, it's cool. Like you get to kind of like for two years, two, three years, like explore and like figure out what you want to do. So I went into like art, like an art program that taught me like Flash and Photoshop and um, did like a lot of like life drawing and stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, I really like this. And then I went to university for fine art and I hated it and I was miserable and I really wanted to drop out. But school, school in Canada is like Mm -hmm. much cheaper (laughs) than it is in the U S. So 
it wasn't like, oh my God, I spent $90,000 on school. It was, (laughs) it was a little less like intense, but I was like, oh no, I hate art. I hate doing this. Like there's something wrong with me. I should be really happy. Um, And then some of my friends went to Sheridan, which is like, they went to like illustration, some went to animation. Um, So the teach the some of the teachers at my university who knew I was kind of like dropping out of classes and not showing up they were like what's going on with you and I kind of explained like I don't know what I'm doing here and they're like well like you're very commercial <laughs> they're like the way you draw <laughs> oh <laughs> which is like yeah oh, they're like, you're not very uh-huh. like fine artsy you're more commercial artist um like have you considered going to Sheridan and so all these kinds of like signs were pointing to like maybe explore Sheridan even though it was a different province than where I lived um so I saw like the two portfolio requirements like one for illustration portfolio one for animation and the illustration one was like oh like draw like an upside down perspective of this like room and what your feelings are I was just like Ugh. and then I saw the animation one and it was like draw this cartoon cat and I was like ooh. <laughs> that i can do i was like this seems fun um because i didn't even know about animation or like wanting to get into it so i did the animation portfolio and i got into sheridan which was like crazy and that's kind of like where my life like really changed and where i really knew like oh okay like this i want to be in animation i want to work in la i want to work in tv um so that was a really cool experience yeah yeah, you kind of figured it out during college. That's really interesting. We, because um, this is actually not something that we hear a lot. Um, and it must have been like really heartbreaking when you went to like fine art. Yeah, and like that moment of like, oh, like, because you, because that's true. I think there's like a lot of kids that love drawing and they don't really know that making cartoons can be a career or like, like, because art usually is kind of thought of as like fine art i guess uh so like painting and stuff what um was it would you say that like fine art school you went to was it kind of like more like a community college or was it more like um is sheridan a private school by the way how um what's kind of like sheridan i think so yeah it's like a specialized school that you pay for um like it costs a little more than school in, Mm. in montreal did um montreal i went to like university so i was getting like a bachelor of fine arts Oh, nice. Um, but I was like, why? <laughs> like, I hate yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then for, Sher- for Sheridan, it was four years to get a Bachelor of uh, Applied Arts Animation. I see. Um, yeah. So, and then I needed to get a Bachelor to get a visa to come to the U.S. Yeah, that's kind of what I was kind of like thinking about when you mentioned the like the bachelor's. I was like, oh, nice. Or the visa. (laughs) (laughs) The show, The Bachelor. I know. I'm always kind of like on the the lookout for that. But like, um, Shay and I like relate on that. (laughs) On that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. But did you know at the time, did you know like that you were going to, was your goal going to be like to move to the US or were you just kind of thinking like, oh, there's like, a pretty strong industry in Canada as well. Uh, um, where, where, where was where was your kind of like goal um, at um, the time? Yeah, I think I think I really I didn't think I was going to be a storyboard artist when I was in Sheridan because I was like I am not good enough. Like mm. I could never. Those are for like the geniuses, and mm. so and I, I also just yeah. gravitated <laughs> towards characters. So, uh, yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's kind of what they were like teaching us. Like only the best of the best robot artists. Like, don't you wild. even think that you could do this? Um, so I was like, yeah, like I love characters. You know, like I love drawing like 
girls over and over again. Like I should be a character designer. So um, kind of talking to other people in Toronto at the time and like the studios that they were have, like the studios they have there, it was more of like, oh, we do animation. Like if you want to be an animator, stay in Canada. If you want to do character design, you have to go to the U.S., um, and I really wanted to work at like Nickelodeon. That was like my dream oh, yeah. studio. It was like, oh, it has to be Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, for my fourth year, like my, my in third year, you get to do an internship, and everyone was doing these like super cool, crazy internships. And I did like a pretty cool one in Montreal, but it was more of like this like indie studio, and I just you know saved a lot of money staying with my parents and doing that. Um, but in fourth year, Nickelodeon came to our school for the first time ever, which was, like, a really big deal. Mm. And they were like, yeah, like, we want interns. Um, so, like, come pitch us, like, your shows and, you know, come interview with us. So I did that. I interviewed. And I was supposed to be on back when they had Kung Fu Panda at Nickelodeon. Remember mm-hmm. those days? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I was interviewing for <laughs> Kung Fu Panda, and I didn't get it. But they're like, you know, we really like you. We like your energy. And so we're going to put you in like HR recruitment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it, that was weird. It was a, it was a cool experience. It was just weird to like be calling people, telling them like they didn't get the job oh, or like God. take your portfolio. But it was just like, yeah, it was strange stuff. Well, I was trying to get a work and get a job. Um, so I did that internship, which is like my first big LA experience ever. Um, And then I moved after that internship, I went back home for a year trying to break into the industry, like really trying to break into getting into back to LA. Um, And that was really, really hard. And I almost gave up and quit. (laughs) During that year, um, were you what was kind of like your schedule like or kind of what was the like, the the goals you set to yourself um artistically or also like um did you have like maybe um uh, a day job that you went to or were you like focused entirely on art kind of how did that look like um i it was a lot of applying just a lot of doing tests like a lot a lot a lot of tests um and Mm -hmm. never hearing back this was like again like eight years ago like they really weren't really giving out visas and i think yeah testing was like a little more like the wild west right (laughs) where it was like sure we'll send out like 500 tests like whatever um so i was doing that and then like luckily i um me and darren nefsi were kind of like blogger friends and like pen pals and i was like writing to her being like oh my god like i love your style i really want to break into the industry like can you give me advice and she got her pilot at disney um like for star versus and she was like hey do you want to do some like freelance for me so that was kind of i was just starting to do freelance for disney at that time um for the pilot Mm. and did that for about a year and then um then i got a job my first official job in the u.s was working at six point harness um so they brought me over and the pay was super low, but I was like, you know what? They're giving me a visa, whatever. <laughs> like, and it was uh, a TN visa at the time, uh-huh. back when those still were a thing. And yeah, so that was like my first job was working at like the Six Point Harness, which was kind of cool because, you know, I got to do a lot of different things and wear a lot of different hats. And then like in five months when I was there, that's when 
star got greenlit. Oh, nice. And they were like, hey, come on over as like a full-time character designer. Yes. And so my first like big studio job was Disney for Star Versus. Um, and that was just, I just got so lucky that like Darren was so open to like taking me that was so green you know so great though oh Um, my gosh that's awesome that's also a thing that you mentioned right like the first thing that like when you got your first internship and they're like we love your personality and your energy and i'm sure like darren must have felt that when you guys were kind of like um uh, being like pen pals and stuff so uh i think i think that's like really important you know like personality in like landing bags and stuff because it's like you know it's a it's teamwork so you just got to be a good person. <laughs> got to be a, a pleasant person. Yeah. yeah. Not everyone gets the memo, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, it does help. Mm. That is so cool. And so how long were you on Star? Um, for the whole first season. Um, and yeah, it was just such a amazing, life-changing experience. And then because of like the way the visa works, you know, it's like you can't, not be working and star was going on hiatus so i needed to immediately get another job and i couldn't wait for yeah. the season two pickup mm-hmm. um and so that was hard that was like being like okay like either i just like disney has to get me another job or i have to like go to a different studio um so i went to like dreamworks for a hot second <laughs> then over to cartoon network and then like by that time, you know, Star had already got picked up for a second season and I couldn't hop over. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I would have loved to have stayed on the show, honestly. Like, the the downside, I think, of this whole visa thing is, like, I've only worked on first seasons. Like, I've never got to stay on a show oh, right. for more than one season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks. Like, I, I want to, like, be with the characters and watch them grow and um and at the time the visa that i had i wasn't allowed to do freelance either for other studios than the one i was at wow. so it's not like i could have like now it's different for me like i have like a oh one visa and i could mm-hmm. you know work for multiple shows which is really great and like i just it was hard because i felt like i was so grateful for the visa and getting to work in the u.s but i also felt like really stifled and yeah. i felt like mm-hmm. like it was like this is so unfair like i, I would be further along in my career if I was able to like work on multiple shows instead of just like one show a year. I think it's something good. So yeah, that, yeah, I yeah. really agree with what you're saying. I think it's something that we haven't really, we've kind of touched on lightly with like Tonico's episode, but it yeah. is like you, you're very, when you're on the visa, uh, it's cool. Cause you get to be in the U S and work on like American shows that are like really high quality. Um, but at the same time, the visa kind of like obstructs like a lot of your freedom because you can't, yeah, you can't yes. freelance. I've had studios reach out to me and I had to be like, I'm on a visa. I don't think this can work out, unfortunately. And like a lot of opportunities fall through because you're you're tied to the studio that got you the visa. So you're basically kind of like chained yeah. to, so you kind of have a lot of like, yeah, you can only work for the studio you're currently employed at. Um, and if they let you go in any aspect, it doesn't have that they let you. It can be just because the season is ending. You have 60 days to find like a new right. gig. Uh, so it's very it's a lot of pressure um, to always just kind of and and and, you know, also that when you're like taking interviews, it's kind of like it's not that it's not like a target but it's like people are going to be less likely to hire you if you're not like exceptional because 
it's a pain in the ass to do all the paperwork. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah, really yeah it's kind of like ugh. it's hard, but you know, it's like it's kind of that thing, right? It's like um, the way that I kind of think about it, it's kind of like in shonen anime when like you're like with the like uh, you know you have like the what's it like you know like the metal wristband or whatever, and you're yeah. like. Uh, like finally when you like the dropping the weights yeah yeah when, <laughs> um you're because because you're working on that right now um Shai, right like are you still on the visa right now uh yeah i actually just uh i think when was it in 2019 i signed mm. with the gotham group um because yeah. i really wanted to get an agent yes sponsored visa because i was really really sick yeah. of being kind of I don't know. Like you, you get treated a certain way with a visa at certain studios. Yeah. So I was really sick of it. And I really wanted yeah. my like life back and like control back over myself. Um, so it caught, like, it did like, thank God I had saved up like for an emergency. Cause like yeah. it did cost like around 10 grand. Like, wow. to get, like yeah. To get my own visa. Um, but the freedom has been great. And I feel like, like being able to, take breaks and not need to work like consistently yeah. and always feel like I'm going to get deported. Yeah. Like just to have that like gone. Like I just, I like my, I just feel better. Like I f- I'm happier. I feel more sane. Um, God, yeah. So it was definitely worth it. Uh, a, that's but. a staggering amount for me, but I, I, I like, I think it's a good reminder to anybody that's like born in America that, uh, you know, you, you're that much closer to being able to work in the industry and for anybody that's like trying to get in and from a different country it's like well it, it's ten thousand it really yeah it really is <laughs> so, yeah. like, you have to really make yeah. it worth their money because the studio will be the one like applying for your visa at the beginning yeah. but if you if you want that freedom uh that's kind of like what how i called it with like uh like with one of my friends we were kind of calling it like the golden chains it's like they pay for your visa but you're tied to the studio so if you want to mm-hmm. buy your freedom it's a hefty amount of money like for the yeah. green card i also had to pay something between 15 mm-hmm. like between 15 to 20 yeah. grand that's like a lot of money. is that just legal fees or what yes is attorney attorney and legal like uh you have you do have to pay a bunch of like even just even if you didn't have an attorney like it is like a bunch of money it's like at least like a couple grands for the, just the paperwork That's yeah crazy. yeah because like you, you want a good lawyer to do it right <laughs> sure sure yeah. oh yeah 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 i mean that makes sense but that yeah i don't know it's just it's fascinating to me because i i think uh, everyone I know that ha- that came from a different country that's working here it's just like this extra layer of stress you can't even like be vocal about things like I, I've yeah. had friends who wanted to like voice their opinion on you know sociopolitical movements and they couldn't mm, just because yeah. it's like not their country yeah and it's like yep. yeah but you're here <laughs> you know you still have to deal with it so you you are but you're you're technically like like you're not considered like like as this you're not a citizen so no, you're yeah. just like expendable and so if you do anything that's like slightly disruptive you know like but you're paying pay. taxes you're... right like you're paying american yep. taxes you yeah, are that's no but, but uh, like cheyenne like you pay american taxes right yeah but i don't get to go on unemployment <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fine, but I feel like if you're paying taxes, you should be allowed to speak your opinion. I don't know. Whatever. You think, right? Issue. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's risky. I'd rather not. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't even want to play with like yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of fire. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's, it's hard. hard. It's hard. It, yeah, it's um. Anyway, visa stuff. 
it's a lot of fun but i'm glad that you got gotham like how did you kind of reach out to them how was it um how was the um, process yeah, that like was... That was interesting because um, I reached out to the cartel, um, which is like another big animation um, agency and Gotham kind of at the same time, just being like, here's my resume. Uh, this is my situation. I pitched show like just really pimping myself out to like a ridiculous right. level uh, <laughs> being like, you should you need me. No, I didn't say that, but <laughs> I was like, you should have me. <laughs> so like I luckily got interviews with both of the agencies and um, they're both amazing. It was really cool that I got to kind of choose between either one. And I went with the Gotham group just because like, I think like they just had a, a slightly better handle in my opinion on the I visa see. stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was like literally the only not I mean they were great also but like I I loved Cartel. I think they were like super friendly and awesome. Um I was just trying to look out for like the visa. You know, yeah. The logistics, yeah. the visa stuff was just like number one important and they kind of had like a lawyer set up and I was like okay, like I'm just going to go with them. Like I feel safest there. Um and yeah, like they they take 10% of every paycheck you make, but they also like do all the dirty work and, and they they like you know like anything to do with like money or anything else they take care of and because that, that was always like kind of a weird spot for me was like yeah. negotiating my own pay and now they handle it and they're kind of like the bulldogs that do that which is nice um and like you know they're always yeah. going to try and get you yeah. like the best deal and then whenever I have like a show pitch like they will either like give me notes or help me like shape it and then we'll send it out for me and they also look for work for me like the newest job that i have i got because mm-hmm. of them um which was really cool like i just i never even like heard of the opportunity and then it came up and i was like oh my god <laughs> so they've been like i i really enjoy having them like i know it's kind of been like a hot debate of like do i for some artists being like do i need one do i not need one um but yeah, I, uh, I've, I've been i'll, I'll just it. like chime in really fast yeah, because you, right? i also have an agent something that people don't really talk about a lot actually and i it's funny because i i'm with the, the cartel so the other one that you mentioned and it is actually really really great i uh it is like you know a lot of people are like 10 percent. it's so much but like for me i'm like wow i never have to look for a job ever again <laughs> it's the best it's so great like i it's nice yeah. it's nice to have it feels like like mom and dad are like yeah, yeah. you know watch it out for you exactly <laughs> it's like i don't have to stress over this stuff and like you know like you know that you're gonna have um you know but yeah that you're you're gonna have like choices actually because you have someone that's like yeah. really uh working for you about that because yeah, that's true. Because like they only get paid when like you get paid. Right. Um, and then right. I think yeah, and I think what was like my biggest push for getting an agent was like 2019 was just a really bad year for me all around. Uh, and I was kind of like at my wits end of being treated a certain yeah, way. Yeah. Um, and I know like my, my other friends who had 
agents would like any time like something would come up with like their pitch or an exec, they would just call their agent and be like, hey, I'm mad about this thing. This like, yeah, or this, sort it this, this, yeah like this happened to me. Like, could you go talk to them? Like go talk Cracks to the executives. Skulls. Yeah. And like, cause like the executives and the agents have like a whole different yes. type of relationship. Yes. That is but, so like, very true. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I, that was also one of the big reasons why I reached out to an agent was the, like, I was getting pretty far along in the pitch with the producer but I could see that, you know, there's a moment because when you're new, like that's kind of like the hardest thing is like when you haven't ever, even though you have like X amount of years in the industry, if you haven't ever like got a show greenlit, they're not going to, they don't have a lot of incentive to take you seriously, unfortunately. Like if you're like, if you're kind of in their shoe, yeah. they're like, ah, that person's kind of like, like they're kind of looking at you like, uh, and they're like, hmm do you know what you're doing kind of thing? And unless you have like a really, really strong personality, <laughs> unless you're like also a car salesman, <laughs> like it's really yeah. hard yeah. to win them over and having an agent. Oh my God, it really helps because it's like, they do that. Yeah. They are basically your confidence. I don't know. For me, that was like what really helped me. Cause I was also like, and also, like you said, it's like, you can ask them like all the questions like i don't like what kind of how do i approach this problem or like i think i have this problem and like they kind of give you a reality check too it's like ah oh, and because they have so many clients too they've been in these like these situations mm -hmm. for them are like a walk in the park they've been in those situations like a million times so yeah. they're like oh yeah to give you all the business savvy details. <laughs> totally. Yeah, they do help there. And like another perk that I never realized was like, um, when, when I, I have my pilot over at Disney right now and they paired me with another Gotham writer who's also just like an amazing woman who I already knew, you know, beforehand. But because we were both at Gotham, it like it just makes everything a lot easier, you know, like because right. like, yeah. they're, they're going to be making our deals and they're going to be signing everything. So like, I'm not in competition. You know what I mean? It's not like, yes. like me versus the writer. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, together, like we're in this because we're both sponsored by the same agent. Right. Um, yeah. Which is like a really cool feeling also. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting angle. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I've personally, like I've always been lured by the, the whole agent thing, but anytime I like get close to being like, should I do this? Like something usually works out for me. And then I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just keep winging it. <laughs> and it's like, but I, but it sounds so good. And, and like, and the older I get, the more I also value that sort of, um, being able to delegate like help uh -huh. to somebody else, you know, cause it's like, you're saying like, yeah, you, you pay a little bit, but then it's less stress. Like that's usually how it goes. That's right. why people get yeah. assistance uh -huh. too. Um, it's like if if the burden is becoming too big for you, then like maybe it's worth the ten percent or whatever it is. Um, so I get that. I think it, especially in your situation with the green car and everything, like yeah, there's yeah. Just too much. I think like for us, just getting work is like so yeah. important to us, like legally staying here. Yeah. So having like a person to be like, yes, I will always find you work somehow. Yeah. Being like, okay, phew, I could just live my life. <laughs> And also someone that's there to like champion you and to be like, you know what, you've been doing this job for like X amount of time, you deserve a step up, you know, and they're like, yep. and you're going to look up, look for jobs that are a step up from your current job. Yeah. And like that's so many connections too. That's, that's a big thing that I realized because when I was in France, the industry is really small. So in like maybe a couple of years, you know, all the studios, you've probably talked to everyone, but here people are like, it changes fast. It changes all the time. 
Yeah. And keeping up with that is, I think is a lot of work. It's really a lot of work keeping up with all the, all of what's going on. Um, But yeah, so that's so cool. I'm so glad that you got, I'm so glad you got rep. That's so cool. And how how long have you been? uh, So, so you were saying that you, you started working with them and kind of, uh, what has been your career like recently? You were talking about pitching with um, Disney. Um, yeah. So, what's it called? Yeah. Since I've gotten the the agents, um, I've gotten my first like storyboard supervising role, which I'm doing now awesome. um, yeah. on a unannounced show, um, <laughs> and that's been yeah, and that's been really really awesome. I, I love really unannounced like show. <laughs> One day. It'll- be announced um right. and they helped me get when uh what was it in 2020 i or 2019 towards the end of it i got my i was like working in development at disney while developing my own thing and helping other people with their development projects mm-hmm. um and they helped kind of get that so my project still is in development there even though i i left um which is cool but, you know, development takes, like, minimum three years uh-huh. to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but, yeah, those are kind of, like, the two big – my my main things is just that pilot and uh, my main job. And um, just doing, like, car- character design freelance on the side. That's usually – or, like, storyboard here and there. Um, but, yeah. That's kind of my, my main stuff. What's uh, Starboard Supervising like? Can you like describe the job a little bit? Uh, yeah, it's for um, kind of like a bridge-esque show. Um, and it's cool. Like I have three board artists and one revisionist, I think, starting soon. Um, and I got like my like coordinator. And uh, I don't know. It's... I'm definitely like drawing a lot less, but I really like kind of like the managerial aspect of it and like checking in on the boards and making sure everything is like mm-hmm. everyone's okay. And I haven't gotten into like animatic phase yet or anything. Um, like it's still pretty mm-hmm. recent, the job, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool kind of like juggling three episodes at once instead of like just drawing one episode yeah. um, and doing, you know what I mean? Like compared to normal storyboarding, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've just been really enjoying yeah. being a manager. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. I, th- I think at a certain point, we all kind of reached that <laughs> moment of like, I don't want to draw anymore. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so, just like, so tired of drawing. <laughs> you just you do it for X amount of years, and it's just like, man, can I just like manage some people? Can I, can I just like write some notes? Because I think all three of us are in that position now, and it's like... I feel like for me, it's more like... It's, I love drawing. I really, I really love drawing. It's just like, there's a moment when you learn so much, you know, when you've done the same job for like 10 years, you're like, Hmm, I, I know most of this. I know like a lot of this. So if I keep doing this job, um, I'm not going to learn as much. I'm not going to grow as much. I think it's kind of like the point of view, how I see, like, if you step up to like being a manager, then you have all the like person at people uh, aspect to learn. And that's a lot of fun. I don't know from, I, I value like learning things a lot and like growing. Cause I feel like it's really easy to get like stale. I feel like if you, if you're not in a position of learning, it's easy to get jaded too, or like, yeah. you know, that's true. 
I think in that sense, it's, it's, yeah, it's more in that sense that I think it's like exciting to. Yeah, it is. It's been really um, a different brain I've been like <laughs> using. Yeah. And like I do think like, because I'm still really interested in like show development and pitching, I do think like for the execs, it's nice for them to be like, oh, cool. She's like done this before yes. in like a smaller much smaller scale but like she's managed people she's organized like people trust her so yeah. i think that that helps <laughs> it does help 100 percent. yes very true that's really cool yeah, sure. show running is like doing uh supervising and directing on a scale times like a hundred <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> i don't think people fully understand how much work it really is and how much like people managing it is it's honestly it's a lot more than, than having yeah after after like directing and stuff i'm like ooh, show running sounds really scary <laughs> it's <laughs> it's yeah. like scary in a good sense right but it is pretty scary like because you're in a bunch of meetings all the time you have to know what you're doing or at least pretend that you do um and you have to yeah. make like decisions <laughs> on the fly all the time you can't second guess yourself uh you have to like i don't know i'm like wow that's that's like like <laughs> awesome like massive impressive skills right <laughs> yeah for sure i like it's almost been like yeah me being like hmm like is that something i want to do you know like in the long run in the future like i love like i wish i could just like pitch shows and sell them and then just like have somebody else run to them be, and, to be fair <laughs> and i just give like that's feedback. A, but that's a that's a thing that's something that i've like kind of been like thinking about too so i'm excited because i'm like i'm like i don't know i love making comics and i feel like i find a lot of my ideas while i do them uh and i'm like wow if you're like want to show run a show like i don't know steven universe like amphibia where like all the seasons are like serialized and planned out it's I don't know. It's like a lot of like for of like planning of like thinking ahead, and I'm like, wow, that's I don't know, impressive. <laughs> it really is. Tell me, tell us about uh, what kind of stuff do you feel like is the biggest influence on your work? Like what kind of what inspires you? Not just in animation or art necessarily, like anything. Yeah, so that's a really good question. I think my influences like over the past few years have been a lot of like um indie comics and like find like i like i grew up in montreal so a lot of like we got a lot of access to like Paris like french stuff like from france mm -hmm. and like england and like i grew up reading like tintin and like asterix <laughs> and obliques and <laughs> all that so um i still think like i'm very influenced by like french comics and it, just like artists from around the world who like I don't know I really like the like really loose kind of like um like very energetic kind of drawings that like probably could never be animated yeah. <laughs> but that's just been like my thing like you know um Yoan Svar yeah I was gonna I was gonna talk about yeah. like have you watched the rabbi's cat they made an animation an animated movie yeah yeah, yeah it looks yeah, pretty yeah. good it looks so cool yeah like his comics have always been like a huge influence so i think i'm always trying to find that in my own work just like the, like the energy and looseness and um like i don't know i've been really liking that direction that i'm kind of going in because i think like a while ago i used to be very hung up on like making it like like so clean and like 
Disney-ish and like, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know. I just, now I just like, I love just drawings that are like, look like chicken scratch. <laughs> I agree. I, I really, I really love that about your style. Cause like you have, I think also like drawing more loosely kind of helps find like really attractive, attractive shapes. And I think the way you draw, like your character designs, they have like really, really strong shapes and they, they're, they're like kind of a little bit between realistic and grounded, but also like kind of cartoony, I guess, a little bit like exaggerated proportions. It's really yeah. fun. Uh, it's, Thanks. Yeah, this Pippi that yeah. you drew is like yeah, 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 awesome. Like, oh my like God. the way the way you drew the hair, I was like, oh, I <laughs> like I, saw, no. I was like, oh, this is the appealing shape right here, and that's where this came from. So like, uh, yeah, cool. I love your little, you know, I like your Pippi in the corner that kind of looks like Calvin and Hobbes mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I've never drawn Pippi Longstocking in my life. So oh, really these are great for your first time ever. First attempts, yeah. But I, yeah, I think that the looseness helps with figuring out those more appealing shapes. I tend to be way too, I have the same, I have the the same problem you described where I want everything is clean, different, different way than like Disney, but, Mm -hmm. um, I can't seem to break free of it. So like, I mean, I love your stuff, Gene. The new grounds. The new grounds. (laughs) No, no, it is. It's flash. It's so like shiny. It's perfect. I'm like, like, ah, how does he do that? It's, It's because I came from flash and working in flash. And, um, so it's like, I'm still, and that's still often what I use the most. And so, like, I think it, uh, it's just burned into me that vector sort of style. I can't get rid of it. So it's cool. I was gonna ask, like, what helps you break free of the cleanness? Is there like certain tools you like to use? Um, yeah, I think I draw the most loose on my iPad with mm-hmm. like Procreate. I use this I thing ask, called like, yeah. yeah, like it's this thing called like the Narinder pencil that I just like have been obsessed with. And I think it's because there's no thick or thin on it. Um, ah. It's, yeah, it's just like, it just is what it is. And that really helps me just kind of like jot everything down and not worry about like these like beautiful thick and thin lines. And yeah, I'll, um, and it's very thin and kind of like a light gray. So I don't know. It's just it kind of like unlocked something in my brain where I was I, like, oh I my God. <laughs> I really agree with that because I, I, you know, that's so funny. You mentioned that because I remember there was a time like 10 years ago and I was just like, I was stuck with drawing and like kind of, I, I started opening uh, MS Paint. Uh, I don't know what it's called mm-hmm. now on Microsoft because they don't, I guess, just paint. I, yeah. What is it? Called? I don't know. It's kind of, yeah. it's sort of kind of gone, but um, I would use a one pixel uh like pencil and mm-hmm. i was like well the line is gonna look crappy anyway so all of a sudden you have all that pressure that is gone because you're like well the tool like you don't have the pressure from the tool kind of like you know how like sometimes when yeah. you open like a sketchbook like i think i'm able to draw like much better drawings in those like you know lined or like ruled composition books because it's like there's the lines and i'm like well this is a throwaway notebook i can just draw whatever i want Mm -hmm. so there's like the pressure is already gone and um yep and i'm the same way (laughs) yeah just like what you were describing with that that brush that you're using on the ipad it's like well that i'm not gonna like i don't have to think about the line so hard so i can just be free (laughs) yeah yeah it is that that freedom that i like and then like sometimes like i'll go back to other pens and play around with that and it's really fun but um i think for my 
sketching just using that pencil. Um, and I don't know something about the iPad, the way like I hold it compared to like being over a Cintiq also just like yeah. really loosens me up. Yeah. I mean, it's like kind of like drawing with a Sharpie, right? It's the same sort yeah. of, it's like, it's nice to not have to, it, the limitation yeah. is nice. Cause you're like, well, except that I feel like for a Sharpie, <laughs> the limitation is different. Like the Sharpie forces you to be like very okay. synthetic, but with like, like to have like very strong shapes and like a few lines. But when you're drawing with like a very small tool, you can just kind of um, be more like, like chicken scratchy and like, mm. kind of like build your shape yeah. slowly by like, you know, doing like, like thickening your lines or like that kind of stuff. So it's like a different exercise, I think, hmm. but similar idea. Yeah. There's something to finding a good brush, huh? Like I, I, there's this always this like, yeah. I don't know if it's stigma, but people are always like, does it matter what brush you use? But it's like, no, it does. Like, sometimes it does. Like, sometimes, you know, even professionals just like find a good brush that they're like, oh, this hits right. Like, <laughs> this is this is freeing mm -hmm. me up, or it's an interesting texture. I've never discovered that, but I hear it often enough that um, it it seems to actually matter. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, if someone was just like, you only get to use this brush and these colors for the rest of your life, I'd be like, great, perfect. Like, I love having, mm. like, very limited <laughs> yeah. options. Yeah. Limitations very are true, nice. very true. I feel that way about vectors. And, and like, I, to me, like, even though Flash is, or I guess Animate now is a dog shit program, like, I, uh, I like the limitations. I know it well enough that I know what limitations there are and I know how to work within them. And that is the canvas that I like the most because like there's better animation software, there's better drawing software, but I get overwhelmed. Like I, I like when there's too many things I, I could do, I end up doing nothing. So it's kind of tough on sort of on that note, I'd love to ask what creative block feels like to you and how do you deal with it? Let's see. I get it a lot. Okay. So how do I deal with creative block? Um, it definitely has been happening to me more frequently than I think it used to when I was like a lot younger and more like eager of an artist to like always be drawing and practicing and growing. And now, you know, I'm kind of like, ah, I want to go outside and like do things and live life. Like I don't yeah. want to be inside drawing all the time. Um, so I think it's like for me, it comes in these like waves of like for like a few weeks straight or like a month straight, I'll just be like drawing, drawing, drawing and like you know posting drawings and just like I feel like I'm like on fire and then it'll like go away and then I won't really draw for like weeks at a time or sometimes even longer than that or I feel like if I try drawing I'm like oh, I'm just drawing like a cute girl again like what's the point um and for a while it used to like really really scare me and I'd feel a lot of like shame and I was like oh, I'm such a bad artist like I'm not drawing all the time I don't feel creative I don't feel good and I just kind of started to like wait it out, you know, and just like, yeah. be like okay, like I'm not going to draw. I'm not going to force it. Like I'm just going to like read or go outside and just do anything else besides drawing. And it'll just come back. Like it'll either come back because I have to draw for work and <laughs> that'll just like, you know, spark me to just kind of doodle on my own or I'll get inspired by like something I saw or read and it'll just come back and that's kind of how my pattern's been for a while of like drawing a lot, then not, then drawing a lot, then not. <laughs> and just like, which is probably, it. that's like healthy, right? Like, I think we've been conditioned to think that we always need to be 
making stuff and i mean we've talked about it on the podcast before but like the idea of that the social media has imprinted in us that it's like you need to always be visible and it's like that's not really healthy <laughs> like it's it's probably better to take the time off when you need it honestly that's kind of funny that you mentioned social media and we were talking about agents earlier because i think this yeah. is like a realization and i don't know if you've had that too cheyenne but i was like sometime around this year i was like hey, maybe I actually don't need to be that active on social media because I don't need social media anymore to find jobs. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's that's been kind of cool, at least for me to kind of slowly realize that. I don't know if that's kind of uh, changed anything for you in the way that you draw and post online. Um, yeah, I think I've I totally get that feeling of being like, also, just social media has just been, like, really scary and weird, you know, for yeah. a bit. So oh, yeah. I've definitely, like, taken a big seat, like, a big step back. Um, and then, like, we'll kind of only just post drawing sometimes. Um, but I mostly, I post them just to, like, feel, like, something. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. be like, oh, just I'm to like... feel something. <laughs> Be like, people still like me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you still like my art, right? I'm, I'm still here. I'm like, gonna poke, poke, post poke. a doodle, see if I get some hate now, <laughs> just to feel something. Just to feel anything. Um, yeah, it's it's been a mixture of that, of being like, look, I'm still relevant. But like, I have a website, which, you know, I've been updating. So that kind of helps me feel like, okay, oh, like okay. I have like a place to put all my art that I like the most that people can see and find. Like, I don't need to be constantly updating social media with art like you can go see it there oh, um, what's your website uh it's just www.cheyennecurtis.com okay yeah give it a plug you know while you're on here yeah hey my website that you can go check out um and so yeah like that's been nice to not have the the pressure like you said to be like oh i have to make sure people know i'm still alive mm -hmm. and still relevant to get work yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah. But it is nice to get that dopamine heat of like I know, hearts, you know? I know. Yeah. We're weak. We're we're only we're only people. We're only human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me yeah. I'm good. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yep. I need external validation. Yeah. We I mean as artists, I think like a lot like a lot of what we do, we really I need agree. that. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I so. I feel like uh yeah. It, I, 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 I relate to what you're saying a lot because when I do come up with a comic and people just don't really react to it then i'm like well do i really need to keep drawing the story <laughs> do people even like or like you care about these characters or whatever <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i i wish i could detach my brain from that i've been i've been act, like actively trying to detach my brain from that because i haven't like put out any work quote unquote in a while and i'm working on stuff that is like purely mine i i even like tried pitching some of the stuff to some producers and immediately my brain was just like wincing and like shutting down from having to to like present material after going mm -hmm. through development which uh mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. cheyenne knows both of both everyone here knows um how painful that is and so it's like and i but i also i'm kind of tired of having other people's responses ruin my mm -hmm my love of making something mm -hmm. and so like but it's tough it's tough to like get out of that mindset of like this this is just for me and if you like it great mm -hmm. if you don't fuck off <laughs> like that's it's a tough thing it's a tough place to get to um but i i think that you know i don't know i don't know where i'm going with that i just yeah. I, I think it's like the only moment that 
I feel like you could truly be free of that. And I think that's kind of like similar to what you were describing, uh, Shine, like those moments of like, you're on fire and you can draw so much. It's like that, those moments of like, sports are like creativity and like energy and those, you can't control those. So like when they come by, you could just like really, um, like really ride the wave. Yeah. That's kind of how I started Rodney, honestly. I didn't really think it through. I was just like, this is a funny drawing. Right. I'm just going to write like some funny. And now it's like, I'm, thing yeah. and I have to like think it through and it's like actual work but you know it's like you I think like uh it's just about finding these moments of fun mm -hmm. and how like that turns into something else totally um, like I mean I love yeah. watching you two do your comics it's been so inspiring <laughs> really cool. I haven't done anything in a while <laughs> well I mean, it's still I, inspiring like, I I, st I start things and then I get too ambitious and then I shut down because I have a problem i don't know i, I i'm jealous of, well these uh these comics were were inspiration for me uh i guess when did you start rodney it's almost a year now am i crazy yeah almost a okay. year ago. So that's what i thought yeah because I, I feel like sometime last year i was like oh man i want to do a web comic and i <laughs> tried and i went too far and then i couldn't do it anymore so it's like um now i'm doing something else and i'm keeping it so simple and trying to just focus on it being like fun and yeah. I think it's like yeah. something that's really important that's when pitching and like creating stories as well. And I'm on a couple of discords mm -hmm. and I was recently watching a conversation between a couple of people on the discord and they were talking about making video games and someone was like, I have this idea for this game and it, here's the lore and they like typed like a bunch of lore and they're like, and it's sometimes I'm like worried that I'm not going to be able to like make it and like someone chimed in and was like, make it small, make it so much smaller. This is too big. You're not going to be able yeah. to finish yeah, yeah, yeah. it. And I think a lot of the time that's the best advice for like creating anything that's got a story baked in it. And I wonder if you guys, like, how do you guys come up with your pitches? I know Jean, you talked about it a little bit. Like you were like that you're very lore yeah. oriented and like create those big epics. But like, what about you? Yeah, let's hear from Cheyenne. Yeah, I think like a lot of the pitches that I've done, like I do, like I love female main characters. I love mm -hmm. kind of like underdogs and whimsy. Um, so like even with my Disney pilot, like I made it like really, really personal. Um, I mean, to an extent, but like it's about like like a Jewish girl, like a Jewish family. And that's nothing like I've ever pitched before. But I was like, look, I, I, I really want to see more. Jewish characters in children's animation besides like I that know, one you were rug Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> I was like besides that like one Rugrats <laughs> special. Um <laughs> I was like it yeah, would just be yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like <laughs> it would be nice to see more just like regular <laughs> kids um Jewish kids. So um that's like I haven't really done like I've always wanted to do like a comic um or like kind of like a continuing story and I've never really done that before. Like everything I've done story-wise is just like in these like show pitches because that's just kind of like what I'm the most used to and it'll be like what right. have I like I not seen before and um but I oh I guess something else that I didn't mention before but like I also I signed with a book agent oh, nice. for like mm. kids books <laughs> yeah so oh, and that's been... coming up Cheyenne <laughs> no no don't say that <laughs> um that's <laughs> that's because that's definitely something I've always wanted to do it's kind of like a dream thing um so i'm working on like a, a book for that um which is like an original story and i've kind of i've been so much more scared of like 
writing and drawing this book than I have been of like doing any show pitch ever. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think it's like, cause it's like new territory and it's like something that's like very like new and scary. Um, but uh, yeah. So that's kind of, again, something where I, it's an idea that just made me laugh one day. I was just like, Oh, this is like a dumb thing. And it made me laugh. And now I'm like actually growing it into like a real story. Yeah. Um, that's exactly yeah, yeah that's so yeah, that's very relatable that's <laughs> it is it very scary i hear i hear <laughs> exactly what you say because it's like at first you're like that's so fun and you're like haha this would be amazing but then when it's actually you actually have to make a good story out of it you're like what the what did i get myself into? <laughs> i'm in the <laughs> same boat yeah oh god yeah i i also like i had an idea that was like such a simple concept and everyone I pitched it to, usually I have a hard time with, I, I like I V was mentioning, like I come up with lore and a world and, blah, and then I, like I lose sight of what the hell it's about. And uh, I came up with this really simple like pitch, not even a pitch, just like a simple, I guess, uh, log line. And, um, and I wanted to focus on just like little vignettes. But now the deeper I go, same as with Rodney, it's like, yeah. oh, shit, there's a story here, isn't there? <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> ah, damn it, I got to solve this now. And I'm back to where I started. But it's it's not as bad. It's um, it's a little less rigid and a little less suffocating. Well, and I'm trying to not. Because when you start with vignettes, it's like you can more easily make it character driven, which is usually what yes. we're excited about when people are like respond yes. more to like character driven stuff. Uh, I mean, like I feel like like lore heavy stuff is like usually more of a like an acquired crowd that is like like mm-hmm. that, that they need to put in yeah. the time like they need to invest in. but even when you look at Homestuck it kind of just started with character yeah it's like it just started Homestuck. with characters and yeah. then it became the lore yeah it starts with yeah it starts with characters and it builds and builds so yeah that's no matter what it's it's like I think a lot of people have this problem. I don't think Cheyenne, I don't think you have this problem because you're, I feel like all your pictures are always character, character first, Mm. but, um, I think it's a frequent enough thing and, and we've probably said it before, but like focus on characters first. Like you have to, with any pitch, really any story, like you really should try to figure out the characters first. And then what magic system? I think they it's use like something that like in Pedro's Uh, little pitch, uh, YouTube video that, um, we yes. his episode should have come out by by the time we release this one uh it's really yeah, yeah. really really cool because he explains kind of like how to actually uh like present characters in a way that um is it's not like relatable but that really fleshes them out right off the bat because for the longest time what i was doing with my characters is like he's the smart one and he's kind of quirky but it's like that doesn't mean anything when you hear is like a character that's smart and quirky mm-hmm. it's like give us like examples or like what are they afraid of or what motivates them it's like a whole like all of a sudden there's like a whole like different you know like aspect of them that like come comes through yeah i don't know i thought that was like really really cool how do you think about your characters shay um yeah i think like uh i don't know like something that's helped me is trying to be like okay like which character are they most mm-hmm. like from like what live action show that I like the most <laughs> um, just to like help kind of get them like a voice. Um, and then I guess like doing like a lot of like drawings and doodles of them, you know, just to kind of see like what their facial expressions would look like and posing. Um, but 
yeah, I guess like pulling from something real, like either from somebody I know or something personal, like my Nickelodeon thing, um, like the main character was based off like me and like kind of like a accumulation of like a few of my best friends for like the other character. Um, and that helped a lot just because like, I, I think a lot of pitches now, the um, executives want to know like why this story and why these characters and like, what does that have to do with you um, more so than ever? So I think having like answers to all yeah. that is, is always really good. That's great. We got some really good questions on Twitter. Mm-hmm. This is kind of relating back to something we already talked about, but uh, at Crogdon asks kind of a question for V as well as Cheyenne, but how do you draw so loose and fluid? This person is more absorbed with technical accuracy than, uh, than you two. And they were wondering how to incorporate more of that fluidity. Um, yeah, again, I think for me, it's like, yeah, using like, if you can find like a, a pencil or something that helps loosen you up or like, drawing with pen and something that like you can't just like erase a million times or like go over like really helps with your like line confidence i think like confidence in in lines like you could really see it in drawings like oh like how strong and forceful like your line work is and purposeful and um like i'll do a drawing like multiple times over and over again until i feel like okay like the the line is strong and it's it's a confident drawing and um yeah like try practicing i think drawing with pen (laughs) and uh when i did life drawing in school we did this exercise where it was like try drawing this person with like five lines or like you know like really restricting yourself yeah so you have to make like really confident bold choices and stick with them um i think that helped me like immensely just to be and also like i'm i i think this is why i also transitioned into storyboarding is like I get really bored really quickly when it's drawing and like, I don't want to like, some people like are so good at like, you know, really like getting that line perfect and going over and over again. And I'm just like, no, it's done. It's over. (laughs) Like I did the drawing next. (laughs) So just, uh, I think being a storyboard artist has helped me with that also just like quick drawings, like get the pose down, get the energy, um, there, like the silhouette has to be like really strong. Um, and if not, like scrap it, move on. <laughs> That's kind of my philosophy. <laughs> I love drawing with pen. I, that was something I discovered probably like, uh, God, 10 years ago at this point. But yeah, it's like when I was younger, I would, I would doodle with pencil and it would get all smudgy and gross, but that wasn't even the point. It was just the, the, the permanence of pen is, is nice because it, there's no room for error. And if you make an error, you just draw it again. Like it's just, they like, it really creates that like looseness. Um, for me at least. V, what about you? Uh, I actually agree with pretty much everything of what Shine said, because it's like, I'm mm-hmm. very much the same. I have a really hard time sticking to a drawing for a long time. I get bored with it pretty fast, and I like the initial idea, I guess, you know, like I like kind of playing with the, like, what is this? drawing trying to say what am I trying to do how can I push this how can I make this more like dynamic and I enjoy looking at like dynamic uh shapes more and I think for me like sticking to fluidity comes to uh if I were to kind of make like a small list it's kind of like what Shane was saying number one is like doing a lot of life drawing I did I did a lot of life drawing like uh 
a lot. <laughs> like years and years. <laughs> even tell. after even after I started working, I kept doing life drawing like um for two hours every week for probably like five years in. Then so there's that drawing with the pen and also kind of what we touched on like earlier in the episode, using a pen that like kind of like a throwaway pen on like a throwaway notebook and just getting like a lot of just getting the lines down and just draw like uh not being afraid of like moving on doing a bad drawing moving on mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. i think a lot of it is like muscle memory and it's also like a lot of it is like automatic drawing for me it's just like i really love doodling i like doodling is a lot of fun mm-hmm. it's just like you know yes, it's you like do. oh um because you're kind of trying to surprise yourself in some way right you're like well what's a line that feels good to draw and then what can i tell with this line and then it's like what am i gonna surprise myself with with this drawing so it's kind of like a combination of all this uh i would say yeah to not overthink it overthinking a drawing for me is kind of like what's gonna kill it for me yeah Yeah, for sure same here like i'll go back to old drawings where i'm like oh i could tell i was so like incompetent (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. yes exactly exactly Mm -hmm. yeah that's really what it is yeah uh sort of related at cash cash asks how are you able to balance both boarding and character design workflows and is there an advantage to knowing both Ooh, um yeah like i would say like my main job is storyboarding and then character design is on the side um just because like i think it requires a, like less pencil mileage i guess than boarding so i i find it a lot easier to do like freelance mm-hmm. character design um and a lot mm-hmm. of it is like really fun a lot of it's like can you like explore like this character um which is the best because then it's not like like for me like rotations and stuff are like very boring (laughs) and i don't like them but when it's like explore the character then it's like yay um and sorry so the question was how do i balance both Mm um yeah i think like it's a nice brain break to like go from character design back to storyboarding and they do kind of influence each other because like i like you know, get the confidence of like my drawing with storyboarding because you have to draw so much and so quickly. So that I think translates to character design in the sense that I get to draw like loose and fast and do like a lot of versions and not get too stuck in my own head. Um, and then for storyboarding, like just knowing like, okay, this character can't have like 8,000 buttons and buckles, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. just, just knowing the pipeline, uh, starting as a character designer and being like, yeah, like I want to try and stick on model as possible. And, um, but also designing characters that again, like won't kill the board artists or like won't kill the animators, um, has been very useful. Yeah. They also had a bonus question. Uh, when it comes to designing characters, what are some of your sources of inspiration? Oh, um, Hmm. I think it depends on. Oh, so it's like personal character design, not like for so. someone else's show, because uh, then it's like just learn the show. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. for my own stuff, um, I don't know. I I kind of it's weird because when people are like, oh, like what's your style? Like I never feel like I have a style, but then everybody else is like, oh, you have a style. Like we could point your drawings yeah. out, and I'm like, how? Like I I'm, I feel like I'm always changing how I draw. Like every yeah. couple of years. <laughs> No, you can see. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, that's like I want to have a, a style, and yet I don't. In a way, you know. <laughs> I think it's like I think the what you're describing is the like your your 
you you don't see it yourself yeah mm -hmm. but it's but it's perceivable for other people yeah yeah because it's like the i think it's all in the line really in the line and the like yeah. you know um the shapes the yeah. shapes that you like yeah very yeah i think you're right um like i it yeah i do want people to like be able to point out a drawing of mine among lots of drawings that would be great but then i also don't want to be like oh i only draw one way like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i swear i could do struggle. other things i know right of like having a style and yet having no style to be a chameleon yeah 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 oh, so hard so hard yeah mm. animation baby yeah, it's tough to do both yeah <laughs> <laughs> be yeah, everything a, and nothing yes. <laughs> yeah. boy boy ain't that just left um uh at lucky lemon lime asked what resources would you recommend to anyone interested in character design Ooh, resources eh um i guess there's like it's funny because like i feel like character design for tv is a lot of like doing rotations and doing special poses and it's not so much like the fizz devi like exploring yes. i guess mm -hmm. like it it's it's kind of it's very technical so i guess like if you want to practice being like a tv character designer it would be like yeah like rotate some of your favorite cartoon characters and find rough boards online and do like a cleanup of that board on model a lot of practicing that kind of stuff but then i guess for like personal character design i, guess, I don't know <laughs> it's like just be you i guess like find what inspires you and just like it, like when i was younger i used to try and draw myself in like all different show styles to be like what would i look like in the show what would i look like in that show um and that was like really helpful just like it's like a fun like project to do for yourself and then just to learn like oh I hate drawing like in the style of like amphibia like oh my god this sucks or something or like oh but I love right. like drawing myself like Powerpuff Girls you know like and that kind of helps like inform sure you know like what some you like get really yeah some people get really into like drawing more anime adjacent some people like the more cartoony mm -hmm. thing and like there's a place for both and yeah job yeah, yeah. will hire for both <laughs> like there's Oh, There's yeah. plenty of opportunities now more than ever. What was it that inspired you to pursue a career as a storyboard artist and character designer? And out of all the places you worked, which of them was the most fun or open to creative ideas? If you want to uh, answer that. There, well, I guess, yeah, like I, I love drawing people a lot. I think like drawing humans and humanoid people are like my favorite thing to draw ever. So naturally I was like, I want to be a character designer. Um, and then when I started doing it for a few years, I kind of realized like, oh, actually, I really like story and character development. And um, I like drawing pretty fast and loose. And I, I just never thought I'd be like good enough to be a storyboard artist. Um, but then after working on a few shows and taking a few tests and seeing like what actually goes into TV storyboards, uh, especially for like Bridge or 6 to 11 comedy, which is what I gravitate towards. I was like, oh, I could totally do this. Um, and, you know, got the confidence and really tried to make the leap. Uh, and I've been like really happy with it. Um, like I'm, I'm really glad I jumped over to storyboard. Um, what was the second part of that question? The second part was uh, out of all the places you work, which of, which was the most fun or open? Oh, um, I mean, it's funny, like, I feel like, yeah, like, every studio definitely feels a little different, but, like, 
they're all so nice. I don't know. It's all it's really fun to work at all of them. They all have their different like perks and benefits. And um, I think when I went to Disney and then when I went to like use my silver pass and go to Disneyland for the first time, oh. I was like, oh my god! Like, yeah, <laughs> it felt really good. Like I felt so like I'm such a Disney girl, and I was like, I was like really like leaning into it. Um, that was kind of like a special moment for me, um, just because it's like so magical when you're there and. They're like, where do you make your magic? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like, like my nerdy, you know, childhood self kind of uh, was really feeling that. But yeah, um, I don't know. They, they, I like them all. I like, it's been really, I've been really fortunate and grateful that I've gotten to like experience so many of the different studios. Um, I think that's, that's really like important. Like you don't have to do it in your career. Like some people stay at like, one studio for a long time and that's really awesome too to like grow with the studio and but um i don't know i like lots of like just like meeting different people at every studio is like really cool yeah i agree i like i like jumping from a studio to another and kind of like figuring out kind of like what they're all about because they all kind of have like um like their own kind of favorite type of like content right so it's kind of like oh what are what? it's kind of like like kind of going to a new studios kind of like meeting a new person too it's like oh what are you about what are what are you, what are you excited to air on your network? <laughs> What's your type of stuff? You know, yeah. it's kind of yeah, totally. I did feel like I like, when I was at Cartoon Network, I felt like really cool. I gotta say, ah, ah, <laughs> I feel like Cartoon Network is like it's such a funny studio on the way that it does kind of cultivate that like yeah cool vibe. It's it's very interesting. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. like like cool parties <laughs> and like cool things. I just felt cool. It's um. the it's the hipster <laughs> studio. It really <laughs> is. It really is. It's Everyone so there has like a, a shaved side of their head and thick rimmed glasses and they're all dressed all stylish and they shop <laughs> at Big Bud Press and <laughs> I kinda, they're always like skateboarding. Yeah, they all skateboard and have barbecues on the roof. That's so funny. I think, yeah. Uh, uh, Cheyenne, what are your goals for the future? Hmm, that's, yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot um, recently because especially with pandemic and being separated from yeah. everybody and stuck inside and it makes you kind mm -hmm. of like question your whole life. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I do think I, in the long term, like... Because, you know, getting a show is like winning the lottery several times. It's really, really, really hard to do. And I don't want to be like, if I don't get a show, like I'm a failure. Like I, I want to be able to be like, cool, I tried it. Possibly yeah. didn't work out. Um, not the end of the world. I have other dreams and goals. And I think it would be to like segue more into kids books and you know, I know that there's like not that much money in that, but just as like a creative output to be able to kind of have that going on and like maybe teach, you know, like I, I really oh, okay. think it would be cool to in the future <laughs> teach one day and, you know, like I love working with people and helping people. And I think that would just be something that brings me a lot of joy. Um, I just don't, I'm so scared of like, being like 80 and being like i still didn't get that yeah. show still failure like <laughs> yeah yeah i want to be able to be like you know what i'm gonna put that to rest it's fine uh yeah, <laughs> and uh find fulfillment in other areas <laughs> yeah i've tried to shift my thinking more to like i want to find an audience and mm -hmm. be able to tell my my stuff than have a show 
because you can control one, but you can't control the other. Like that, I think that's, it's a tough, and you know, we share that goal and it's like exhausting to when you keep trying and, and uh, keep getting pushback or getting rejected or whatever. And it's just, so it's just like, I, I've had to reshift my, my thinking a little bit um, away from like, I want a show. Because mm-hmm. if it happens, great, but it's, there's no way to control that. Like, yeah. you, it's you so out of our happen. hands. Yeah. It's so out of it's, our hands. Yeah. It's not like you worked hard and you had a good heart. So it's like, no, like your pitch had the color green in it and now we don't like green yeah. anymore. And there's a new exec. So. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think people fully know. People that haven't gone through that process, even people in the industry, they don't fully wrap their heads around it. And I didn't. And uh, yeah, it's it is nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with your with the quality of the show or the work or anything. And it's like. And everyone will ask, like, well, why didn't this get greenlit? And it's like, dude, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> Nobody knows. I don't, I don't even have an answer for it. Like, I, they didn't give me an answer. It, it's just like, you just don't know. And uh, and that's part of the, the pain of it, too, is that it's like, man, at least I, if I knew I could, like, pivot. But when, when there's just no solid explanation, it's just like, well, what the fuck did I, like? So, yeah, yeah. I think it's just, it's it's a tough goal to pursue. Yeah, it's like I want like a bit more like control and like autonomy over my life and everything and over my dreams. And I feel like, um, yeah, like just doing something creative or giving back yeah. in a way that like I feel like I have control over um, instead yeah. of like this million dollar studio. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's something I'm like craving yeah. in my life is yeah. like a bit more control. Yeah, that's a good thing, though to shoot for well uh you've plugged your website cheyennecurtis.com is there anything else you want to plug while you're on the show um you can check out my twitter sometimes i tweet uh sometimes i post ranks it's i think it's just cheyenne underscore curtis and then my instagram which sometimes i do post drawings um sometimes i do stories about my dog uh i think that's also just like cheyenne curtis yeah (laughs) everything's just my name pretty easy it's a good name Ah, yeah it's all right it's a unique name awesome well that's the end of this creative block thanks to cheyenne for being our guest and sharing her story and thanks for your listeners follow us on twitter it's at creative block creative without the vowel where we ask for drunk prompts and questions to ask our guests huge thanks to my sister clemens for editing the podcast if you love our show then support us on patreon Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes click the link in the description of this episode i've been your host gene And I was V, keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.